I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfidence, for moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Hi, moms. It's so good to be with you on Momfidence again. Today, I have a very special podcast for you because I'm joined today by my daughter, Rachel Popchek, who is a pastoral counseling associate with our firm, CatholicCounselors.com. She's also one of my best friends in the world, and it's always great to talk with her. And I was talking with her a few days ago, and we were discussing the way of thinking that we've both been noticing, both for me on the show and her and her practice, and honestly, just with people we talk to all day long, that seems to be becoming a real issue since beginning of the pandemic through all of this where we're being told things, even by our local governments, like you can't do this and you can't do that. And our feelings seem to be changing into ones of powerlessness because through all the waiting over so many personal areas of our lives, it's actually creeping into all of our feelings. And as Rachel and I talk together personally about this, she really had some wonderful insights that she uses personally, but also with her clients at CatholicCounselors.com to help them really challenge and overcome this way of thinking. So I asked her to join us today so that she could share this with all of you moms who might be dealing with this inside yourself or perhaps with a loved one or even your children. And you can use this to help even them overcome some of this powerless feeling that so many of us are feeling right now. So thank you, Rachel, for joining us today on Mom Finance. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you here. And I really, truly respect your insight so much that I'm so glad that you can share it with all of our listeners here on Mom Finance. I know for me personally that this has sort of been a, a way of thinking that I've struggled with in my life because I was really sort of raised in a in a situation where I was told that I wasn't very capable in a lot of ways. And I've had to really work past that. But even when you've done some work in this, it's good to either have the refresher or have more tools to be able to fight back on those days where you're feeling kind of low and kind of challenged. And one of the things that you said to do and I want you to share this with everyone, is to change up this idea, this phrase in our minds that say, I can't do it. I'm not where I want to be. I don't see any progress in my life with just one word. So can you tell us what this word is? Definitely. So this word is yet. It's just one small word that we can add to the end of our sentence, add to the end of our negative self-talk to completely change the message and even our mood about the message so as you're saying you know i can't do it i'm not where i want to be um i'm i'm not able to make the the changes that i want to make right these are all very hopeless very powerless statements that kind of make kind of make us feel stuck right feel like we're trapped backed into a corner and feel like there's no real hope for change moving forward in the future. 
But if we add yet to the end of any of those sentences, I can't do it yet. I'm not where I want to be yet. I don't see the change that I want to see yet. Completely changes the the message behind these statements. Right? Yes. You see that difference where we say, you know, just adding yet, it helps us to kind of indicate hope and possibility and capability and opportunity. Yes, I almost see as you say the word yet at the end of those phrases, kind of like a, a door just cracking open just a little bit where you're, you might not be ready to walk through it whole hog yet, but there's that little hope, that little space in the door that says, you know, when I'm ready, when I can work up to this, I can go through this door. I can begin to make those changes where without the word, we seem to sink deeper and deeper into the mud because one phrase leads to another empowering phrase and so on. So this word yet really opens the door to to hopefulness and at least the possibility of empowerment in whatever we're grappling with. But then you take it one step further. Like once we crack that door open, you've got some real tips for us that you use in cognitive behavioral therapy to help people begin to really make changes in a way that can succeed. Can you tell us about that? For sure. I think the really best approach to making those changes or achieving that progress that we want to, to implement in our lives is to really break the problem or the challenge or whatever it is that we're facing down into smaller steps. So cognitive behavioral therapy kind of provides us with this really great approach to be able to break it down into smaller steps and, and make those changes and accomplish the goals that we, we really want to achieve. Um, so this approach that, that CBT offers us is called SMART Goals. So SMART is an acronym that, that stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Timely. So going into those a little bit deeper, specific just kind of is this idea that, that our goals really have to be, well, just that specific, right? They have to be broken down from that, that larger goal of, cleaning the house, right, to, to something that is, is more attainable, right, which we'll get to that in a, in a minute, but um, more just kind of a smaller approach, right, so the cleaning the house goes from this big goal, to breaking it down into something like putting away the shoes in the hallway, or going through the stack of papers on the counter, just something that is, is more specific in terms of what is the one action that I'm going to take or the one task that I'm going to kind of tackle or accomplish today, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it really builds on that yet because I, in fact, I was just talking to a woman a couple of hours ago who called our radio show More to Life and she was very bogged down in not being able to do her normal things anymore. She, she worked, she volunteered, she couldn't do it anymore. And so she felt like her life had sort of stopped and she had let her house get completely out of control to the point where it was depressing her. And she was saying, you know, I just don't have the energy to redo this whole house, to tackle all of what she said was starting to be hoarding. And being able to say, well, no, I can't tackle all of this yet, but I can clean off the paperwork from the counter and then take on something the next day or after lunch. When it's specific like that, 
it's much easier to work up the capability and the energy to do it, isn't it? For sure. It's so much easier to say, okay, well, I can put the shoes away in the hallway or, or, or clean up that sack of papers than it is to say, I can clean my entire house in the 15 minutes that I have before I have to run out the door. Right? And, and, I would, and, and I would say that it's also important, although this isn't part of setting SMART goals, but it's something that we teach all the time, you and I, is that once you've done that, in fact, I, I did a, an interview with you um, that I shared on my blog a few weeks ago, where you were really encouraging people to make sure they write it down afterwards as part of a got done list. So if, if we're in this mindset of, oh, I need to do the whole house, and then we say, we're going to take on something specifically as part of this smart process. So I've put away the shoes in the hallway. A way to then not get caught up in, but you still haven't gotten the rest of the house clean, which is what our brain wants to do to us when we're in that state. If we actually write down, I got the shoes put away, that's giving us enough visual credit to then feed that ability to become empowered, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think it's a huge part of even that next step of setting SMART goals being measurable. Right. So measurable really just means ensuring that we're able to track our progress. So just as you're saying with that got done list, we're able to kind of keep track of what we have gotten done and focus on that as opposed to all the things that we haven't gotten done yet. Right? Um, but with that, that aspect of, of measurable and these SMART goals, it's just really important that we set goals that allow us to be aware of that progress and, that we're making and, and how much we have accomplished and, and what we have yet to, to do, right? So yes, there's that aspect of that awareness of what we still have to do so we can make a plan and continue to tackle those things and continue to break things down. So we can take those steps forward and make those changes. But if it's measurable, we're not getting bogged down in the all there is to do still, right? We're, we're able to focus on all that we have gotten done. Um, and so again, measurable really just allows us to, to keep track of the necessary steps towards accomplishing our goal. Well, you know, Rachel, I know that you do an awful lot of professional work with people who are in the sports and entertainment industry and helping them to succeed. And certainly when we look at people in sports, dancers, people like that, they don't learn an entire play the first day of summer camp. They don't have an entire dance done they learn parts of the choreography and then link them together. It's really about taking those specific and measurable things and learning them one by one, doing them one by one. So if we can see that kind of success in great athletes, great performers, we can certainly apply this same strategy and find success in any of the goals we have in our daily life, can't we? Absolutely. And that's such a great example to kind of demonstrate that there's really no task that we ever accomplish all at once, right? So it's really not fair of us to kind of put these large sort of sweeping general statements on ourselves or even these expectations on ourselves. Um, it's really important that we kind of break those things down and even moving to that, that next aspect of SMART goals, the A kind of standing for attainable is that we, we really need to kind of set a goal that is attainable or, or achievable, 
which really just means that it's within our power to complete or accomplish it, right? So a lot of times we set goals that really rely on other people to, to accomplish too. So just kind of using the examples that you were sharing there, like, you know, in a game, we will maybe set a goal that, oh, I'm going to win this game, right? Well, that's not entirely up to me. That requires the team to really work together and for us to, to be able to, to communicate effectively. There's a whole lot of moving parts and other people involved in a goal that broad. But if we can set a goal that says, I'm going to score this many points, or I'm going to do this many turns, or I'm going to, just in a more kind of daily life example, I'm going to get the laundry just collected into one area of the house. Not done, because that would be a very large goal, and there's a lot of steps that go into doing the laundry. But just even saying, my goal for today, the next 15 minutes, is to just gather the laundry and just put it in the laundry room or the area of my house. Well, and that Um, helps us so much as moms, I know, because... You know, I know so many moms who will be like, okay, kids, we've got to get all the laundry done today. And children don't know how to do anything except the little steps that we teach them. So even when it requires the whole family working together to achieve a goal in in your family life or in your house, if we can break it down to those, you know, really attainable, achievable goals, like, okay, you know, go get me everything out of your laundry basket and put it right here, you know, then we can say, oh, look, not only did I get all the laundry gathered, but I got my children to cooperate in that moment. We got the laundry moved from the hampers to this pile. And then we can feel good about like two things because we've gotten the laundry together and we've gotten our kids to cooperate. So attainable is really important in meeting these goals, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think that a point that you're really really hitting on there too is that idea of, you know, sometimes we say, okay, you know, we're all going to get the laundry together, but then, you know, kids of different ages can't always do that or can't accomplish the tasks that we're kind of laying in front of them. And that's why that R in SMART goals, that realistic is so important, right? So it, it just indicates that our goals have to be reasonable or realistic within the time frame or the resources that we have to work with, right? So if we're going back to kind of that example of cleaning the house, right? If we have 15 minutes before we have to run out the door, it's obviously not realistic that we can clean the entire house. But we can maybe put those shoes away, right? Or we can say, okay, you know, let's gather the laundry out of the laundry basket. Or, you know, again, just even realistic in terms of who we are involving in the goal. What are What is their skill set? What is their capability? What time frame do they have to work with? What resources do they have to work with? So that we can sort of set our expectations and our goals in a more realistic way, which helps us really accomplish and achieve those goals more effectively. Well, I love the fact that you're pausing here to say, really look at what the people you need can do. What's their time frame? What can they handle? Because I know we as moms can often fall into not really checking with other people, thinking we know that they can meet our goals. So we're thinking, well, this Saturday, we're going to get the whole house cleaned as a family. And then we wake up Saturday morning and we find out, no, the kids have an extra practice or my husband already scheduled a golf game or my mother-in-law is coming over and nobody bothered to tell me. And then it's, it's destroyed and we feel angry as well as disempowered. But if we really check in with people and come up with 
a realistic, attainable, measurable plan, we're, we're setting ourselves up for the great possibility of success and also a more peaceful family life, right? For sure, and I think that that idea too is of setting, sort of setting ourselves up for success. You know, I'm going to get to the the T and and smart goals here in one second, but I think applying this whole approach of smart goals to our expectations as well. We want to set smart expectations, right? Saying I want to set specific and measurable and attainable and realistic expectations for what we're going to be able to do, for what I expect another person to be able to do. So we can set ourselves up for success rather than kind of setting ourselves up for a little bit of failure and disappointment sometimes. Yeah, sabotaging um, ourselves, really. Right, absolutely. And and absolutely that, that last step of SMART goals being the T of timely is last, but absolutely not least, and really just kind of meaning having a time frame set for accomplishing our goals, right? So a lot of times we kind of have our expectations or our goals that say, I'll get to it today, or I'll do it later, or, you know, sometimes we don't really have any time frame at all. We just say, I need to do this, just kind of adding one more thing to our to-do list, but feeling really powerless that we don't have a plan or time to get that thing done. But if we can really kind of set ourselves up for success and say, I'm going to do this by 3 p.m., or we're going to get this done before breakfast, or we're going to do this thing, whether it's putting the shoes away or even getting an opportunity to say our family prayers before we run out the door, or just getting a chance to hug my kids an extra second longer mm. by breakfast, right? I'm going to be more motivated and, and productive in actually achieving my goal. Well, I see that so much in being a mom and how important that is because it helps to get not just ourselves in this place where we get stuff done but I know for things like training our children to help out around the house or do things we used to use it in our house all the time where I'd say okay I'm setting a timer and in the next by the time this timer goes off we have to have the toys off the floor and into the toy box or you have to you know finish this part of your schoolwork by the time the timer goes off in 15 minutes and then I would count down you know okay you've got five minutes left you get 10 you know you know whatever's left and we'd know that within that time limit not only did it need to be done, but there'd also be the relief of this isn't going to go on all day. This isn't going to torture us all day. In 15 minutes, you can stop having to do this chore. And that's a positive too, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think it's really that positive reinforcer, even that difference between kind of positive or negative motivation, right? So we set that timer for 15 minutes, but that doesn't mean that some horrible thing is going to happen at the end of those 15 <laughs> minutes. It's that something really great is going to happen at the end of those 15 minutes. If we get this chore done within this 15 minutes, then we're going to get to do this enjoyable thing, or we'll have more time to spend together, or we'll have more time to do that project or craft or whatever it is that we've been kind of really hoping to do for the last two weeks, right? It's not about setting sort of that, that negative reinforcement behind that. It's just about really creating that positive motivation for us to accomplish our goals and feel really good about ourselves and our family and our family kind of as a team 
inner accomplishment of those goals. Well, you you know, this isn't part of like smart goals, but it certainly adds on to this timeliness. And I want to hit on this. I know your dad was great at this when you guys were all growing up, because if we had some big family chore to do, he'd always kind of gather us around and say, okay, when we get this done, what do we want to do to reward ourselves for this? Do we want to go to a movie? Do we want to go play a game? Do we want to go out for ice cream? So we knew what that positive thing was going to be after that that set timely amount of work was over. So we had that very positive thing to look forward to. And we can do that just for ourselves, right? And in a way that doesn't undermine us. It's like, it's not saying, well, if I can stay on my diet all day, I'll have the entire cheesecake by 10 o'clock tonight. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're talking about something positive to look forward to that rewards us in a healthy way for having met those smart goals that we set for ourselves. Absolutely, and I think that it really kind of creates the dynamic of a positive, joyful home, right, where we can have those things to look forward to, sort of, you know, have those things to just kind of celebrate on a daily basis, because wouldn't we all like to just be able to celebrate more? But Especially now, yeah. For sure. But it's absolutely just sort of that idea. It doesn't need to be this big deal where it's like every time we do a chore, we have to throw a parade or go out for ice cream or go to a movie. But it's just sort of this recognition that we can do things, mm-hmm. <laughs> that we have successes, right? It's, it's no success is too small. It's always those little successes that really build up to the big ones. Right. And so being able to recognize those things and celebrate those those accomplishments, it really just creates not only that that greater happiness on an individual level, but really that greater happiness on that family level and within the household where we can really recognize that that we have the ability to work together and enjoy each other's company. It's not just this endless list of tasks that we have to do that take us away from the enjoyable moments it's almost we turn that sort of negative perspective of oh my gosh this to-do list is endless and we always have something else to do and it's just my life is work right we take it from that sort of negative perspective and change it to this very uplifting and hopeful and exciting perspective of we can find joy in those little ways throughout the day. We're in control of cultivating that joy in those little ways throughout the day. And we can really work together to create that love and that joy and that peace. And we can do that ourselves, Mm -hmm. for sure, just to celebrate those things ourselves and our own accomplishments ourselves. But it gives us that opportunity to really cultivate hope and overcome that sense of powerlessness. Well, I love what you're saying because it... it takes it from, you know, I I either have to get everybody to cooperate or I have to do it all by myself. And it gives us both and, you know, I can achieve things by myself and feel good about it. And I can get our family working together and we can achieve things together by first, 
you know, taking those messages in our heads and adding yet to it. So we were opening the door to, okay, so if I think I can do this in the future, whether it's a minute from now or a year from now or whenever that is, how do I set SMART goals to do that? And then breaking down that desire to get those things done into this SMART acronym. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you gave a lot of moms a lot of hope today. And if there are moms who are struggling with feeling like they're still overwhelmed, not knowing how to sort this out, perhaps dealing with some issues in their lives that make them feel trapped or feeling anxious or depressed, where can they find out more from you and perhaps even contact you to talk to you personally for some help? You can just visit us online at catholiccounselors.com. Um, I also have a webpage on catholiccounselors.com that's listed as St. Sebastian Center. Um, so my goal there is to really just help anyone, whether you're an athlete, a business professional, a mom, just an individual looking to achieve a goal, just really help kind of get to the root of creating that plan and achieving their goals from that success-based perspective. So again, just online at catholiccounselors.com, you can check out all of the services that we have to offer and the ways that we can help you guys achieve your goals. Rachel, we're really all very grateful for how you can help us all succeed. I've, I've watched you help many people through this, and it really is remarkable what can be accomplished when we have the right tools and for quite frankly, the right coach in our, our pocket. So thank you very much for doing that. And I'm glad to be able to um, extend that to all the moms out there who right now in the midst of all the craziness probably need a little bit more help succeeding than they ever have before. So thank you for joining us today. And moms, if you are needing any more resources, Rachel's told you where to find them. We're here for you. And you can also listen to us every day on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and find us again on Sirius 130. Either of those places, including the show's podcasts, are on AveMariaRadio.net or EWTN.com. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me today for this Monfidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to Monfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.